everybody. So Merry Christmas. Today is Christmas. That's so exciting. It's finally here, the big day. And if you guys have been following me on uh, social media or on the Homework's podcast, you know that I have been the queen of Christmas this year, particularly Christmas movies. And I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, my experience. So I ended up watching uh, by the end, by the time you include the New Year's movie and the One Calls the Heart movie, I've watched 85 Christmas movies this season, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> but I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about the things that I learned from the experience and uh, what, uh, what kind of trends I saw and all those kind of things and that it would be really fun. So obviously it is kind of exhausting and you have to have a particular kind of personality to take on this kind of project. My personality is one that does not crave variety and actually thrives off of repetition. I do the best when I, when I can kind of see sort of the same thing and then see it done a different way and then a different way and a different way. I know what I like and I never get tired of what I like. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it is, I'll have themes maybe that I get a little bit tired of, uh, or, you know, if there's the exact same story, maybe I might, maybe not. I don't know. It just depends on execution. Cause I'll think, Oh, I'm so tired of this, of this trope. And then a movie will come along and be really good <laughs> in that trope. And then I really like it. And so I am just a creature that that uh, that likes repetition in things and that's the way I've always been my whole life and the thing that's cool about doing it this way is you really get a full sort of idea like you said of trends and themes and also it forces you to go outside of your comfort zone and watch things that you would normally not watch because you would normally be like, Oh, I don't like that. I'm not interested in that. But uh, because you've made this challenge, you end up watching it and it ends up making you a better person even if you don't end up liking it because at least you're challenging yourself. And I certainly, that's the case for me this year. There were a number of films that I watched that I wouldn't have watched under my own, uh, just own tastes, but then they ended up being really neat surprises. So uh, a couple of those that I would say were a little bit, uh, were pleasant surprises, were out of my comfort zone. Uh, I would say The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. I mean, I really like Kurt Russell, but I think I probably would have skipped this one just because it looked a little crass, a little vulgar, and it did have those elements, but it was actually really funny and really nostalgic, and I loved the little elves. They were adorable, and it, it, it was charming. I never would have thought it would be so charming. And then... Another one that I probably wouldn't have watched is The Truth About Christmas, and that one uh, is kind of a, a liar liar take on Christmas. This was from Freeform, and it does have some adult moments, but it actually was was pretty funny. I think the the lead girl, I think Kaylee Hawk is her name. She is must be a stand up comic because she was very very funny, and uh, and so she made it work. And I like the fact that it didn't end. Uh, with her getting either of the love interests, which was creative, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, and uh, it was just about her kind of figuring out a new kind of way to live. 
Um, I wouldn't have probably watched the holiday calendar just because I was not familiar with either of those actors, but I actually ended up enjoying it and liking both those actors. Another one I would not have watched is the coins for Christmas uh, just because I wouldn't have been aware of it, but I was digging deep and I found it and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was actually really sweet and had a nice message. And I thought that Essence Atkins in the lead was really good. She's a good actress and somebody I would definitely keep my eye out for because uh, I, I think she did a really good job. So that's a cool thing about this is you get to expand your palette and get to know new talent that you might ha have been aware of otherwise. Uh, another one that I, certainly, the, the one that I probably was the most out of my comfort zone was definitely Santa Jaws, which sounds crazy, but it was actually pretty creative and funny. It was a horror comedy, schlocky horror comedy that was just trying to be a schlocky horror comedy, but it, but it was actually creative. It wasn't just trying to be a bad movie like Sharknado. Uh, it, 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 it was clever. I, I never would have thought. Also seeing Anna in the Apocalypse, I mean, that was what I was planning on seeing anyway, but I think doing this project made it more likely I was going to see it. And, you know, I'm not someone who goes to see tons of zombie movies, but this zombie Christmas music musical really was, uh, was, uh, just out of my comfort zone, but in such a great way. And I loved it. Uh, and you know, another one that I loved that one of my favorites of the whole season was Christmas perfection. And I would have missed out so much. I would have probably thought, Oh, that sounds silly. That sounds stupid, but it was actually pretty heartfelt and very funny. And, uh, so, you know, I would have missed out on that if I hadn't have had this goal. So those are some that I definitely am so glad I saw. Some trends that I saw in watching 85 Christmas movies is that Lifetime and some of the other networks are definitely embracing whimsy more than Hallmark Channel. The Hallmark Channel is really gone to sort of workplace comedies and, uh, and sort of sweet and traditional romantic comedies. Uh, there, there wasn't really anything that was sort of, there was, there was hardly anything that was sort of bonkers or uh, Christmas magic. Uh, really, Shoe Addicts Christmas was about as close as we got, which was delightful, and I really enjoyed it, uh, which was about this guardian angel who comes, and uh, every shoe, she has these shoes that Candace Cameron Bray tries on that send her to a memory of her past. And uh, so that was really, really clever and fun. Um, and uh, yeah, then there were some other networks that, that took some risks. Uh, the, you had Christmas at Holly Lane on the Up Network, where you have a character whose husband has had an affair. Like that was definitely taking a risk and I thought it was really well done and they did a really good job. Other, you know, risks were sort of more mixed. I, they were definitely taking a risk with Ion Network on the Snow White Christmas, uh, where it was sort of this fairy tale in modern setting. Um, it didn't quite work for me because of the middle, but I really admire them for the creativity that they took in trying a new idea. So I applaud them for that. Um, there were a couple risks that Hallmark took that uh, were interesting. <laughs> um, the, I think Reunited at Christmas was a risk because it was about a previously existing couple uh, and uh, about their whether they should get married or not and the stress over that, which is a very unusual topic for Hallmark to, uh, to embrace, to talk about, uh, which I liked. Uh, I also appreciated the Hallmark movies that were, that were just kind of ridiculous and funny and like Christmas Joy and uh, Christmas Made to Order were definitely the most 
just sort of uh, just sort of leaning into the craziness that is Hallmark. Uh, and there definitely was some whimsy uh, over at Lifetime, like I said, Christmas Perfection, all about a girl who wakes up in a Christmas village. And uh, that one was just so good. And then also a very nutty Christmas over there about a nutcracker that comes to life and helps save Christmas for this baker. That one was a delight. I also really enjoyed Every Day is Christmas with Tony Braxton. I didn't really like the romance so much, but it was a take on Christmas Carol, which of course I love. Um, but the ghosts were her departed, her, her parents who passed away and she'd never really gotten over the grief. And every time she would see her mom, her response was so real, I thought, and so well done. And I like that concept of Christmas past and uh, present being these people that she that she hasn't been able to kind of mourn. Another really uh, interesting kind of creative take on, on a Christmas movie this year was No Sleep Till Christmas. This was from Freeform, and it's the bonkers concept that <laughs> these, this lady is getting ready for her wedding, and she uh, ends up getting in this accident, it's very convoluted, with this other guy, and it turns out they're both super horrible insomniacs, but they sort of discover through various contrivances that they can sleep next to each other only. And uh, so it was this, it was a really kind of bonkers fun romantic comedy. And I really like Dave and Odette Annabelle. They're a real life couple and they had really great chemistry. So I hope they keep making romantic comedies because they were really good. The Christmas Contract over at Lifetime was another great one with Hillary Burton and Robert Buckley. <sighs> so good. And with the fake Beyonce relationship, great. Um, and uh, if you want something sweet, uh, that you'll probably miss uh, if you don't look for it is Angela's Christmas on Netflix. This was such a sweet animated short about a girl who's worried that the baby Jesus at her local church isn't warm enough. It's really cute. So those are some of the, the various sort of trends that you saw Hallmark being traditional rom-com uh, and uh, workplace, a lot of workplace <laughs> dramas. Loved on Lifetime was Christmas Pen Pals. This was such a fun story about these two people, this whole town that has, a, that has a Christmas pen pal exchange thing for the whole month of December. And uh, they're, they're, they're all the different matches and particularly your lead couple who they don't know that they're matched and they're writing letters to each other. It was very romantic. It was very sweet. I really liked every single character, side character, and the leads were great. So Now Matter and Sarah Drew. So that one was really good. Uh, I do think in general for Hallmark, the production design has gone up. The, the snow looked way better this year. They definitely have spent more money on things and I appreciate that. Also, I do appreciate the diversity that they got this year. You know, I've heard, heard some complaints that the films with people of color, that they didn't really, they still felt like white people movies. And I can appreciate that. And so, but I think it's a step in the right direction and particularly Majestic Christmas, I really enjoyed. I thought it was such a, a delightful romantic comedy. Another thing that I really loved this year in a lot of movies is they would incorporate a dance sequence uh, where the, the couple was dancing. Uh, and I found that almost always worked. It was very romantic. So I'd encourage them to keep doing that. That was great. Right. So I had some questions from my friends about this whole project on Twitter. And so I thought I would answer them for you guys. So first is Lisa and she says, I think this is a great idea, questions I have for you. And this is Girl Gone Hallmark, one of my very good friends. 
She says, first, did they all start to run together for you? Yeah, definitely the, especially sort of, there was a large group that were just kind of in the middle for me. I didn't hate them, but they were just kind of forgettable. <laughs> um, and that's something definitely I think Hallmark needs to work on. Uh, there were so many that were the girl going back to small town and uh, that were just, there was just nothing. And I liked some of those, but there was just nothing that was like a spark or to really recommend itself. Something like Memories of Christmas. Like it, I mean, something like Hope at Christmas, Memories at Christmas, Welcome to Christmas. They all were kind of, they all were basically the same. And uh, so I think you got to have, uh, I, I would really encourage them to throw in a little more whimsy to make them a little bit more different. Uh, but yeah, there wasn't any this year that I like hated. So that was good. There was one that really irritated me. The one that I didn't like return to Christmas Creek was I didn't like how judgmental it was about people and how they live their Christmas and how they celebrated Christmas. And so beware of that Hallmark, because I'm going to call you out on it. If you're judging other people for how they celebrate Christmas, then that's not good. And I don't like it. And so that was what I didn't like about that movie. And, you know, there were a few that the characters just came off as kind of mean spirited. And I know it's a fine line that you're walking where you're trying to get them to sort of be the screwed character. Uh, but unless it's like truly Christmas Carol, like you've got to, you've got to make their, their grumpiness kind of grounded in some kind of reality. I have many movies that I like hated. The only one, I only had one that I didn't finish. That's a Christmas arrangement because it was just so badly made. There were, uh, there were three that uh, rented elf Christmas Cupid's arrow and a Christmas arrangement that the lighting, the sound, their things were so bad. They really were unwatchable. Okay. Um, and then there was Christmas manger that was just such a downer. It was supposed to be a Christian film and yet everybody was just terrible and horrible and I really disliked them. Life Size 2, like it was trying way too hard to be grown up. And so its solution to be grown up and edgy was to just throw in tons of sexual jokes. And it was just, it, it was really kind of terrible. Uh, then there's Shoelaces for Christmas. This was a BYU TV movie. And, you know, I don't like movies like Edge of 17 with sullen teenagers who just complain and complain and complain and complain. Yeah, they might change towards the end, but I've had to sit there for an hour and a half change while they were miserable human beings. And that's just not for me. And that's this girl. Woo! She was the worst. I also really disliked every other holiday. A lot of people loved it, but I just thought, oh, these people are all just so miserable. I just didn't like it. And then there were a lot that were just like super bland for me. They didn't make me laugh and they just didn't have anything. I think uh, Christmas in Tennessee, Welcome to Christmas, Chris, Poinsettias of Christmas, Santa's Boots, uh, Entertaining Christmas, Homegrown Christmas, Christmas with a Prince, all of those and even more memories of Christmas were all just so bland and boring and just didn't do it for me in the story department. <laughs> and so also th there was a number of movies this year because Hallmark was trying to do the, uh, the workplace drama that they got too caught up in board meetings. That's not interesting. That's not funny at all. It's just boring. <laughs> Jingle Around the Clock was definitely one of those for sure. There were a number of them like that. I even think Christmas for the Books got too wrapped up in the, the mechanics of the board meeting and the projects and stuff like that. 
uh, Christmas in Love kind of got, had that problem. Uh, and that's just not, not great when that happens. Uh, also, both of the attempts by Hallmark this year to do Jane Austen were huge failures, I think. They both did not have anything to do with Jane Austen. They both just were not Pride and Prejudice at all. This was Christmas at Pemberley Manor and Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. Uh, the cast made it watchable, both of them, but uh, but they just didn't really work, and they were not successful adaptations of Jane Austen. Says, how did you keep yourself organized? The way that I kept myself organized is through the website letterboxd.com. It is really great, and you should all go on there. I have my rankings of all different kinds. They have all the Hallmark movies in there. I keep my a ranking of all of the new holiday films, all of the new Hallmark films, all of the my 2018 releases ranking, any ranking. You can do any ranking that you want. And it's you it's very, very helpful. I really recommend getting a letterbox account. I'll have a link in the description if you want to follow me. And uh, yeah, let's talk movies. It's really great. Uh, then uh, the next question is how did you determine which to review give a bit of extra attention to outside of Hallmark movies. I honestly just took the approach of just cover everything, everything from every network that I could. And uh, I have some friends who uh, follow these holiday releases, particularly uh, and particularly Hallmark and other releases uh, named Sherry, who's been very helpful with this. And also a blog called It's a Wonderful Movie that uh, has updates on all of the TV movies uh, from both channels, particularly uh, Hallmark, but they cover the rest. So that was very helpful. And I just kind of researched all different kinds of articles and blogs uh, to make sure that I was covering everything. And uh, a lot of it helped because I researched everything for the preview podcasts. And I want those podcasts to be correct and accurate. And uh, so, because we do those, and those are some of the most popular podcasts is the preview podcast. So, and we're going to have our preview podcast for Winterfest coming up this next week. So you want to check that out. They're really fun. So that all helps. That's how I kind of came up with what to watch is, uh, is through those various research that I have. I have Aaron, uh, Aaron, my friend Aaron asks Santa Jaws, is it a must watch? Definitely, especially for him because he likes making sort of slocky horror movies. Uh, so he will love it, I think. Uh, and then Katie Draws Things says, between animated or live action Christmas movies, which are more likely for you to enjoy? This is such a hard question because I always am likely to enjoy animation. I love animation. And I, I'm always excited whenever I get to see an animated film. But as far as animated for Christmas, I, it's a tough question because I'm not that big a fan of the Rankin-Bass movies. I, I don't know. I just find them to be kind of boring and bland. Like, I feel like nostalgia makes them more special than they probably deserve. But I do love Charlie Brown and I do love Arthur Christmas and I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. So there are some Christmas movies, animated Christmas movies that I like. I love Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. They're definitely out there. I loved Angela's Christmas this year. I wasn't that high on The Grinch. Um, so I don't know. But of course, there's, there's just so many more live action uh, Christmas movies than there are animated Christmas movies. Which one am I more likely to like? 
I'm probably more likely to like the live action just because I really love Hallmark movies and they have, they've never, they've only ever done one animated short holiday movie, uh, Hoops and Yo-Yo. So I guess I go live action, but I'm always ready and waiting to be delighted by an animated film. So <laughs> that's a hard question. Okay. So the next question I got was from my friend Richard Southworth, and he asks, what do you think makes the ideal Christmas movie? That's a really, really good question, and I can only answer for myself. So what makes an ideal Christmas movie for me is a movie like Christmas Perfection that has a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of magic, has a really nice message, about uh, the thing that made Christmas perfection great is because the whole message of the movie was about her getting her perfect Christmas and realizing that she uh, that that she valued the imperfections of her family and friends and of even Christmas. So the the message at its core was all about Christmas and uh, and and uh, and Christmas and so. They use Christmas as a way to tell this, tell her story. Uh, the ideal Christmas movie for me has a little bit of romance, has a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of heart, has a message that is Christmas central, <laughs> that you really couldn't tell the story any other time than Christmas. And a lot of other movies that people enjoy at Christmas, they're not Christmas-centric. Something like Charlie Brown Christmas, it has to be Christmas. I mean, I guess you could say that Home Alone doesn't necessarily have to be at Christmas, but I think that uh, the the optimism and the 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 positive kind of moments of the movie that make the violence sort of more tolerable uh, really wouldn't work as well in other holidays (laughs) that you need Christmas. So all of those things, and also sort of the chaos of the family at Christmas. So yeah, that's what I would just say is it needs to be Christmas focused. It needs to have a good message, a little bit of romance, hopefully, unless it's about a child like like uh, Home Alone. But um, uh, yeah, so that's sort of my ideal Christmas perfection. If you want to watch my ideal Christmas movie, it's, 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 it's there. Okay, so then he also asks, if you made a Christmas movie, what would you want to include? So if I made a Christmas movie, I would make a romance uh that that was kind of similar to christmas in connecticut this movie 1945 uh starring barbara stanwyck uh where she has been pretending to be this this uh martha stewartish kind of character person writer but she really has no idea and but she ends up having to fake uh fake a relationship and fake all this stuff uh to impress this soldier who has dreamed of one of her Christmases and everything goes crazy. Everything goes wrong. It's really romantic. It's really funny. Uh, it has a really good heart to it, a, a Christmas heart to it. That's the kind of movie that I would want to make if I could make one. Also something like you've got mail where you have kind of a, a Christmas sort of, you could have a Christmas correspondence of some kind where they're getting to know each other, uh, maybe like a secret Santa kind of a thing. I think that that would be really fun and it could be kind of more and more romantic as it goes. I really liked Christmas Pen Pals this year. It was really good. 
So, and of course I do love animation. So, but uh, anyway, this, those are some ideas of things that I would do. Um, one of the other cool things about uh, having a project like this is uh, in these kind of TV movies, uh, you have actors who are trying their best and are really, you know, are trying to make a living and are working really, really hard. And one of the cool things that you can do is you can reach out to them and say, hey, I really liked your film. I had fun with it. I responded to it. I whatever. And yeah, because I have a podcast, I have the opportunity to interview actors in Christmas Perfection or to, uh, you know, to maybe interact with them a little bit more than other people. But uh, even if I did it, I could still you know, message them on Twitter, tag them on Twitter and say, Hey, I just watched uh, Christmas Perfection and I thought it was so funny and I really enjoyed it. And they'll respond a lot of the times if they're active at all. And it'll really mean a lot to them. And so I think that's like a really cool, very Christmassy experience to be able to, uh, to be able to watch these films. And I mean, I, uh, I got, uh, responses from the director of Anna and the Apocalypse saying thank you for talking about our movie. I got uh, responses back from tons of different Hallmark and Lifetime and uh, Christmas Perfection, also Santa Jaws, the team, they, they responded back to me and how much they appreciated what I had to say. And we talked and I, and it turned out I was kind of right about what they were going for. And so that was really cool. And so if you're somebody that uh, you know, that wants that kind of, so if you're, if you're somebody, you know, it, it's easy to go to uh, Comic-Con and spend all the big money to get pictures with big time celebs and stuff. And that's fun enough, I guess. And that's not my thing, but I, I think it's even better to, to get that kind of interaction and correspondence and uh, between people that are just trying to make it as working actors. <laughs> and I think that that really is the Christmas spirit. And uh, if you can encourage people in their dreams and what they're trying to do. And so I think that's a big benefit of this project this year. Okay, so there you go. That's my answers to the questions. Let me know if you have any questions about this whole project, 85 films. My favorite was Christmas Perfection or Anna and the Apocalypse, depending if you're including feature films. My least favorite of the 85 films, Christmas Arrangement, that was the only one I didn't finish, Cupid's Christmas Arrow and Rent an Elf, those are my three least favorite of the group. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get some of my top tens and other stuff coming up in, uh, in, the, uh, in the next couple of weeks. So you wanna check out Homeworkies podcast to catch that. So I won't give any more away on that regard. But did you catch any Christmas movies this season? What did you see? What did you like? I, I here you go. That's my thoughts on Christmas movies this year. Let me know what you think. And uh, have you ever done a project like this where you watch just tons of movies and you kind of get that completionist sort of perspective of it? Let me know. And uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.